Next Chapter Podcast. Next Chapter Podcasts presents the Play On Podcast series, King Lear. Episode 3, Here He Stood in Darkness. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Just look with your ears. Devils, saddle my horses, call my knights together, degenerate hag, I won't trouble you any longer. You strike my servants, and your disorderly knights treat their superiors like slaves. You ungrateful marble-hearted fiend, there is nothing more hideous than a thankless child, more hideous than even a wretched one-eyed sea witch. Please, sir, be patient. She is still my wife and your daughter. Let me be of some help. I am guiltless and ignorant of whatever has angered you. That may be so, Albany. But now hear me. Nature, hear me. Hear! Oh, gods! If you had intended that this woman would bear fruit, then change your plan for her womb. Make her belly barren. Dry it up! so that no babe will ever spring forth from her hateful flesh to honor her. If she must give birth, then may her child rupture from her spleen, that it may live to be a perverse, unnatural torment to her body. Father! May it worry out wrinkles across her face, carve caverns into her cheeks to cup her fallen tears that she may feel the pangs of an ungrateful child which are sharper than a serpent's tooth. What's the matter, sir? Your wife is the matter. On my life and death, Goneril, I'm ashamed that you have the power to upset me like this. Do you see these tears? May pain and sickness strike you. May you feel all the slings and arrows a father's curse can inflict. If these old foolish eyes weep again because of you, I'll pluck them out and throw them to the ground so the water can nourish the dirt. Has it really come to this? Then so be it. I have another daughter. When she hears what you've done... She'll claw at your wolfish face with her talons. Are you getting all of this, my lord? I am, and although I am biased in your favor, Goneril, my heart, it feels for your father, even if the muscle belongs to you. He's wise to keep a hundred knights. With every outburst, dream, change of mood and complaint, he has a hundred swords to back up his senile whims. You might be overreacting. Better that than over-expecting. Where is Oswald? Yes, madam. Not you, you fool. You act as if you are your master's head. Follow after him, villain. Uncle Lear, Uncle Lear, hold on and take your fool with you. 
A fox when one has caught her, and such is your daughter, the creature should surely be slaughtered. If only my fool's hat were worth trading for a fox trap. So the fool follows after to get ahead. Ugh! I've writ to my sister and told her what he said if she welcomes him after what he's done. Here I am, madam. All's well, Oswald? Yes, madam. Take some company with you and ride off to deliver this. Tell my sister about my specific fears and add details of your own to back them up. Get going and hurry back. At once, madam. My dear, this is... My lord, I'm not condemning your milky gentleness in dealing with my father. But if you'll allow me to say so, you're more to be criticized for lacking wisdom than praised for being recklessly gentle. I cannot see as far ahead as you nor perceive as deeply as you. But, my dear, we often break things when we try to fix them. I know, my father. All right, all right. I throw up my hands. Let's see how this unfolds. My lord, you call for me? Go ahead of me and give this letter to Regan. Don't tell her anything or answer any questions about the letter. If you don't go fast enough, I'll get there before you. I will not sleep, my lord, till I have delivered your letter. Your other daughter will treat you kindly, you'll see. For though she and her sister are two of a kind, like crab apples, I can still tell the difference. And what difference can you tell, my boy? That there is none. Regan will taste just like Goneril. I hope you like crab apples. Mm. Can you tell me why a man's nose stands in the middle of his face? No, but I expect you'll tell me. Why to keep his eyes separated so he can see whatever he can't sniff out? I treated her unjustly. Can you tell me how an oyster makes his shell? No. Nor I, but I can tell you why a snail carries its house. Why? Why to put its head in when it rains and pours. This way he can't give his house to his daughters. I will forget my fatherly feelings. I was such a kind father. Are my knights ready? Your asses are getting them now. Do you know why the seven stars are only seven? Because they're not eight? Ah, yes. Somebody would make a good fool. No. I could have taken my kingdom by force. What monstrous ingratitude! If you were my fool, Uncle, I'd have you beaten for getting old before your time. Oh, don't let me go mad. Not mad, sweet heaven. I don't want to go mad. Keep me sane. I don't want to be mad. Oh, no! Uh... Are my knights ready to part? Ready, my lord. Come, boy. Come on now. Ha! Oh! The gods protect you, Curran. And you, sir. I have been with your father and given him notice that the Duke of Cornwall and Regan, his duchess, will be here with him tonight. How has it come to this? I know not. You've heard of the news abroad? I mean the whispered ones. For they are yet but ear-kissing arguments. I have not heard, but I pray you, unfold them. <laughs> have you not heard that there is likely going to be a war between the Dukes of Cornwall and Albany? Come on, come on. No, not a word. Let's go. 
Spill. Oh. You may then, in due time. Farewell, sir. The Duke shall be here tonight? This is better than I planned. For it weaves nicely into my nest. My father has set guards to capture my brother. And I have just one thing, one curious puzzle I must solve without delay. Speed and fortune be in my favor. Brother, brother, oh brother, a word with you. Come down, brother, I say. Edmund, I... Father is looking for you. Run from this place. His spies know where you hide. Go while you have the good advantage of night. Have you spoken against the Duke of Cornwall? He's coming here, tonight. Make haste. He's bringing Regan with him. Have you ever said anything in his favor against the Duke of Albany? Think carefully. I am sure I haven't said a word. I can hear our father coming. Pardon me. In cunning, I must draw my knife upon you. You draw yours. Pretend to defend yourself and fight strongly. Surrender, brother, to my father. Give me a light here. Run, brother. Light! I need light! So farewell. If I spill some blood, father will think I fought well. <laughs> Do not worry. I've seen drunkards do themselves more damage just by trying to find their keys. Edmund! Edmund! Where are you? Father! Father! This way! Stop! Stop! No! Help! Help! Now, Edmund, where's the villain? Here! He stood in the dark, thrusting his sharp blade, mumbling wicked charms, conjuring the moon to hang round as if it were his auspicious mistress. But where is he? Look, sir, I bleed. Where is the villain, Edmund? Sorry. Fled this way, sir. When by no means he could... Guards! Pursue way. him now! Give chase! Follow me! Over the fence! You were saying? But he, he... He by no means could what? Persuade me to murder your lordship. What? Instead, I told him that the avenging gods throw down all their anger against those who kill their fathers. Oh. Nevertheless, he charged me with his ready-drawn weapon against my unarmored body and cut my arm. Oh my god. But when he saw that my body was full of rage, ready to fight, knowing that I was in the right, or maybe he was frightened by the words I said, he suddenly fled into the night. Let him fly far. If he stays in this land, he will be caught, and once caught, he will be killed. The noble duke, my master, my worthy protector and patron, is coming tonight. By his authority, I will proclaim that whoever catches Edgar will be rewarded for bringing the murderous coward to his execution. And it will be the same death for anyone who hides him. When I tried to dissuade him, and found he was determined to do it with cursed speech. I threatened to unmask him, but he answered, You landless bastard. Oh, most unnatural scoundrel. Would he even deny his own letter? This man is no boy of mine. Look, Edmund, it's, it's Cornwall and his men. I don't know why he has come. I shall cut off all the ports. The villain will not escape. Cornwall must grant me that. I will send Edgar's picture far and wide so that the whole kingdom will have a good look at him. And as for my land, my most 
loyal and natural son. I'll make sure that you inherit the lot of it. How are you, my noble friend? Since I arrived just moments ago, I have heard strange news. My, how are you faring, my lord? Oh, Regan, my old heart is cracked. It is broken into shards. Is it true? Did my father's godson try to end your life? The one my father named Edgar? Oh, my lady, it is so shameful that I wish that I could hide it. Was he not a companion to those riotous knights who tend to my father? My sister has, this very evening, told me all about them, warning me that if they should come to stay at my house, it would be best if I were not there. Nor I, I assure you, Regan. Edmund, I hear you have been a true and loving son to your father. It's simply my duty, sir. Oh, it was he who exposed Edgar's scheme and suffered a wound trying to apprehend him. Is he being pursued? Indeed, my good lord. If he is caught... No soul will ever fear him again. Make your plans. Use my resources to aid your cause. As for you, Edmund, we have a great need for men we can trust. So we seize upon you! (laughs) I will serve you truly and faithfully, sir, if nothing else. Oh, I thank your grace on his behalf. You don't yet know why we have come to visit you. Our father has writ us, and so has our sister, both detailing the skirmish between them. I have several messengers at the ready for my response to their letters, but I need words first. So, good old friend, give us sage advice to simmer these matters. We need to act with speed. I am at your service, madam. Your highnesses are welcome, dear. I came from a low-income family that was... That we're struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Hey, you there! Good dawning to you, friend. Are you part of this household? I am. And what a cheeky scoundrel you are to deny that you know me. Wasn't it just two days ago that I tripped you up and beat you in front of the king? Fight me, you rogue. I know it is night, but the moon is out. I'll let her true nature unveil, you fool. Fight me, you weasel! Get away! I have nothing to do with this or you! Face me, I said. You are carrying letters against the king, and you have taken the side of that vain puppet against the royalty of her father. Fight, you rogue, or I'll make mince meat of you. Help! Oh! Ha! Murder! Help! Strike! You whip! You pimpsqueak! You trifling punk! Strike! Help! Oh! What's this? What's good? I'll take you on too, dear boy, if you like. Come on. I'll strike first. Come get it, young master. What's the matter here? Keep the peace, I command you. 
The next person to strike again will surely die. Now, why this quarrel? These two are messengers from my sister and the king. What is your difference? Speak. I, I, I can hardly breathe, my lord. It is no wonder, considering how fast your mouth moves when you're in need of coin. But look, now you're spent. You cowardly rascal. Mother Nature herself is ashamed to admit she made you, for you are no man. You are, in fact, tailor-made. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I can see that he is indeed a strange fellow. But made by a tailor. Are you sure? I am certain. A sculptor or a painter would have never made something this hideous, even if they were just an apprentice. Tell me, what brought about this quarrel? Uh, uh, this old ruffian, sir, whose life I spared because I have a heart for the elderly, used you me. You ageist bastard! You're as useful as a sea, you unnecessary letter, my lord. If you will allow, I will grind this coarse villain into powder and plaster the walls with him. Quiet, sir. Do you have no manners? Forgive me, sir, but anger should be allowed to take certain liberties. Why are you angry? To see that a servant like this be given a weapon when he has no honesty in him. Such smiling rascals as these, they often chew away the sacred bonds between noble people. They're like weather vanes turning whichever way the wind blows, never taking a stand for anything that requires them to leave their seat. A curse upon all two of your faces! Oh. Do you smile at my speech as if I were a fool? You goose. If I had my way, I'd have you on a piece of bread. I'd chew you up only to spit you out! Oh. Slow down, old fellow. Your point is more than well taken. Tell us what caused this argument. I don't like his face. <laughs> That's all. Then maybe you don't like mine. Or his. Or hers. Uh, sir, it's my occupation to be straightforward. Therefore, truthfully speaking, I have seen better faces in my time than any of the ones that stand before me. <gasps> <laughs> well, this is some kind of fellow. He's been praised for his bluntness. So now he acts saucy and discourteous and uses his roughness as a cover for his cruelty. He is above flattery, he is. His one talent is being frank, so he goes around happy as Larry, speaking the truth. If people accept it, well, good on them. But if others don't, they are expected to indulge him because he is an honest man. I know this kind of villain. His honesty hides more cunning and corruption than twenty brown-nosed servants who follow behind their master's buttocks. Oh, sir, in good faith and with sincere truth, with the permission of your noble face, which glows like the radiant fire from the sun god Phoebus. What do you mean by this? Well, I'm changing my speech since you disapproved of my honesty. I know, sir, that I am no flatterer. He that beguiled you in a plain accent was a plain knave, and plain I will never be, though I am plain-spoken. What was the offense you gave him? I never gave him any. Recently his master, the king, decided to hit me, and then this man here took the king's side, further igniting his anger, tripping me from behind. And just now, he drew his knife and attacked me again. Just now, remembering his last battle with me, and attacked! 
cowardly villains like this always boast that they are more vicious than a pack of wolves, when in truth they are but we sheep. Oh. Fetch the restraints. I've had enough of your mouth. We'll teach you. Sir, I am too old to learn. Don't bother to bring your restraints. I serve the king. I was sent to you on his orders. You will be insulting my master's honor and dignity if you put his messenger in chains. Fetch the restraints, I said! I swear on my life and honor. He will be locked up until noon. Till noon? Till night, my lord, and all night. <laughs> uh, all night? Why, madam, you shouldn't treat me like your husband. I hear he like to be tied up as well. <laughs> Sir, you are but a mouse. For me to pat around. This seems to be one of those fellows our sister warned us about. Come on! Bring out the restraints! Let me beg your grace not to do this. He is most in the wrong, and the good king, his master, will punish him for it. But the kind of punishment you intend for him is more appropriate for petty thieves than royal servants. The king will surely be insulted when he finds out that his messenger has been locked up and humiliated. I'll take responsibility. My sister may be more insulted to learn that her messenger was abused and assaulted just for following orders. Put his legs in the restraints. Oh, no, my lady, ah. please. Come, my good lord. Let's part. My lady! My lord! I am so sorry for you, friend. This is the Duke's pleasure, and all the world knows that once his mind is made up, he can't be changed. Huh. Well, yet I will try to persuade him to release you. Uh, please don't, sir. I have had a hard journey. I can catch up on sleep while I'm locked up, and for the rest of the time, I'll whistle. <laughs> the Duke is to blame for this. This will not be received well. Oh, good king. You are proving the old proverb. Out of the frying pan and into the fryer. Poke your head out from the clouds, you lamp above the earth, so that I may use your handy sunbeams to read this letter. This letter which I have hid in my shirt pocket near my heart since I ran into a page from France. He gave it to me en route here, realizing I was a servant of the king. Oh, only those who are miserable know the value of a miracle such as this. I know that this letter is from Cordelia. She says that she might be able to fix the monstrous affairs in this country. Oh, oh I'm tired. I've been up too long. Let my heavy eyelids fall so that I can't see the shameful state I'm in. Good night, Fortune. Please shine on me once again. Turn your wheel and give me a hand. Oh. The play on podcast series King Lear was translated into modern English verse by Marcus Gardley and directed by Eric Ting. 
The cast is as follows. Keith David as King Lear. Bernard White as the Earl of Gloucester. Aldo Billingsley as the Fool. Christiana Clark as the Earl of Kent. Gina Daniels as Goneril. Francesca Fernandez McKenzie as Cordelia. Lance Gardner as Oswald and the King of France. Daniel Jose Molina as Edgar and the Duke of Burgundy. J.D. Mollison as the Duke of Albany and the Doctor. Tramel Tillman as Edmund. Amy Kimwashki as Regan. Rex Young as the Duke of Cornwall. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Rebecca Clark Carey. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Marcus Gardley and Catherine Eaton. Original music, sound design, and sound mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Additional engineering by Daniel Ben Shimon. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Line producer, Jordan Moore. Managing producer, Robert Cappadona. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcast is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series, King Lear, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play On Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, anyone can see how this world works. Just look with your ears. Next Chapter Podcasts.